Welcome to day 299, oh so close to day 300 mm-hmm. of Shaped by the Word, season two, the drama of scripture, but uh, we'll have to save 300 for Mer- uh, for Monday. Uh, just a reminder that uh, we've given you a rhythm where we uh, join you in our podcast five days a week as we read through the narrative passages of scripture, but we've also provided reading of the Psalms uh, for you to read on your own uh, over the weekend, and of course to bring all of this you know, into your uh, fullness, you know, through worshiping with God's people where we uh, sit under God's word and offer our praise uh, to God's people and encourage each other in, in, in the name of the Lord. Uh, we come to one of the most interesting passages uh, in uh, Jesus' teaching where uh, we talk about end times, and there have been so many books written about this, and they have so many cool different, you know, covers with fire and all these other, you know, kind of things, you know, happening, you know, happening on on it, so uh, we come into a, a very fascinating, uh, you know, uh, story of scripture, and it begins, you know, with the disciples looking at the temple and saying, "What well, is this incredible?" And Jesus said, "I'm going to tell you the truth: as the nation is being judged, so this temple will be judged, and there will not be one stone left, you know, standing, mm-hmm. uh, standing on the other." Heavenly Father, thank you uh, for who you are. Uh, we thank you, Father, that you are always good. We thank you that you are always righteous. We thank you that you are always holy. And, uh, Father, we thank you for uh, the glory that you bring in, in, in both your salvation and your judgment. And as we read this judgment passage, may we read it you know, with sober eyes, uh, knowing the judgment that we've escaped because of what you have done on the cross and the judgment uh, that is coming on the world. Uh, may you give us a sense of, of urgency. May you show us how to live uh, in the times that we live in uh, as, as, as this world becomes more and more evil, mm-hmm. and yet it's also uh, ever tending toward your return and your coming in the consummation of all things. And so we look forward to that and pray even so. Come, Lord Jesus. Matthew 24. Uh, Jesus left the temple and was walking away when his disciples came up to him to call his attention to its buildings. You see all these things he asked? Truly, I tell you, not one stone here will be left on another. Everyone will be thrown down. As Jesus was sitting on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately. Tell us, they said, when will this happen and what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? Jesus answered, Watch out that no one deceives you, for many will come in my name, claiming I am the Messiah, and will deceive many. You hear of wars and rumors of wars, but see to it that you're not alarmed. Such things must happen, but the end is still to come. Nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginnings of birth pains. Then you will be handed over to be persecuted and put to death, and you'll be hated by all nations because of me. At that time, many will turn away from the faith and will betray and hate each other, and many false prophets will appear and deceive many people. Because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will grow cold, but the one who stands firm to the end will be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. So when you see standing in the holy place the abomination that causes desolation spoken of through the prophet Daniel, let the reader understand. Then let those who are in Judea uh, flee to the mountains. 
Let no one on the housetop go down to take anything out of the house. Let no one in the field go back to get their cloak. How dreadful it would be in those days for pregnant women and women and nursing mothers. Pray that your flight will not take place in the winter or on the Sabbath. For then there will be great distress unequaled from the beginning of the world until now and never to be equaled again. If the days had not been cut short, no one would survive. But for the sake of the elect, those days will be shortened. That time if anyone says to you, look, here is a Messiah, or there he is, do not believe it. For false messiahs and false prophets will appear and perform great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. See, I've told you ahead of time. See, if anyone tells you, there he is out in the wilderness, do not go out. Or here he is in the inner room, do not believe it. For his lightning that comes from the east is visible even in the west, so will the coming of the Son of Man. Wherever there is a carcass, there the vultures will gather. Immediately after the distress of those days, the sun will be darkened, the moon will not give its light, the stars will fall from the sky, and the heavenly bodies will be shaken. Then will appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven, and then all the people of the earth will mourn when they see the Son of Man come in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he will send his angels with a loud trumpet call, and they will gather his elect from the four winds, from the ends of the heaven, from one end of the heavens to the others. So you have, remember, there's two questions, you know, that are being, you know, asked and answered here. And the two do not necessarily fall together uh, as neatly as the disciples think that they're falling together. Mm-hmm. Uh, one is, you know, one is uh, the destruction of the temple, and the other is a sign, you know, sign of your coming. Uh, the destruction of the temple that you know Jesus has prophesied here will take place within a few short years, uh, in in the disciples' you know lifetime, uh, you know in A.D. seventy. So you know about you know about thirty six years. You know, from when Jesus is here talking on the, on the Mount of Olives, when exactly not one stone will be you know standing on another, and there will be in the, in that moment uh, a repeat of what has already once taken place. You know, in Antiochus Epiphanes, uh, the abomination that causes desolation coming into the temple. In other words, a a, a pagan you know a pagan king coming into the temple and setting up you know pagan idols. Uh, and for them, and of course, we remember even from reading, uh, uh, reading through uh, you know the you know, kings, uh, that even the people of Judah had done this. They had set up abominations in the temple, you know, as well. But Antiochus Epiphanes would do this, and then later Titus would do this as well. You know, as, as he as he comes in and uh, you know conquers you know conquers the temple, and will set up his Roman standard and also offer sacrifices to. Roman deities, and of course that that's a picture, of course, of also the end uh, as well. So a lot of pro- prophecies have, uh, especially images and prophecies. You know, this particular one you know, has three possible you know fulfillments, and then of course John said there are many antichrists who have you know come in, in, into the world, uh, and, and so you have a lot of these images and threads running together, and sometimes it's you know hard you know it's hard to pull them up about. But he's talking about two things: the destruction of the temple, and uh, the consummate end of all things. Hmm. You have to love verse twelve. You know when he's delivering. I mean, who wants to be in this situation? Handed over to be persecuted, put to death. You'll be hated by all nations, you know, because of me. But then, verse twelve, he says, "Because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will grow cold, but the one who stands firm to the end will be saved." Mm-hmm. You know, and this idea of just standing firm, perseverance, 
you know, banking on Jesus, you know, because he is the one who holds us. Um, I, I just, that phrase, stand firm, how many times do we see that throughout scripture? Mm-hmm. And it's, it's never really, you know, this is going to be about you, but it's stand firm because of what God is doing. You get the edge of you know, the Egyptians and Exodus 14 and that famous verse, you know, stand firm, see the salvation of the Lord, you know, the Lord will be the one who fights for yeah. you. And, and so that to me, you know, what does it look like to be saved? It's, it's to stand firm in the grace of Jesus as he yeah, sustains you. You know, this mm-hmm. is, you know, in, in Reformed theology, it's the doctrine of the perseverance of the saints. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, better stated, those who are in Christ will be kept by Christ yep. so that they are able to stand firm to the end. Mm-hmm. And, of course, we've already had, you know, the parable of, of you know, of the soils. Uh, where you know there, there's you know some seed that's snatched immediately, but there's other seed that has every appearance of responding deeply, you know, to the word, and it grows quickly, and, and yet it, it withers because of persecution. Of course, that's a picture you have here. Then you have the other picture, you know, uh, is the, the picture of those who have a great start in Christ, but they get caught up in the deceitfulness of wealth and the things of this world. And, and of course, that's the picture of really the time that, that we, you know, that we live in. We have many who who start with Christ, but but you know, the picture is not those who start with Christ, but those who finish with Christ. And the reason we finish with Christ is not, whew, I, I you know I tried harder than everybody else. I made it. Yeah. You know I got through the final set of that workout. You know all, all the way. Well, the three. It's not that. It's it's because we are in Christ. Christ will sustain us. He will keep us. And. I love the way that Paul, you know, Paul says it in Romans, who are you to judge someone else's servant because he will stand and God is able to make him stand. Mm-hmm. And of course, that's what we're talking about when we're talking about the perseverance of the saints. So the genuineness of our faith is is, is proven uh, by standing firm, you know, to the end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we see, you know, the, the first kind of coming of Christ in verse 30, you know, it talks about, you know, when Jesus was first came you know he's humble and meek and and he we see here when the son of man you know comes again he's going to be coming you know on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory and so again getting to see you know we've we've seen as we entered into matthew kind of the birth of christ and now jesus again telling us you know when he comes back that he's coming back in a, in a very different way of power and and glory to uh to put an end to everything that's been going on no, and again, you are using those, you know, Daniel images, uh, you know, which are, uh, which you see, you in the, you see in the transfiguration, you see in the ascension, and you will see also in, in the return. And he said, make no mistake about it. You don't have to worry. You know, was that the return of Christ? He said, you'll know. Mm. This is this is kind of going to be the big climactic, you know, event. And uh, don't worry about all these little people over here saying there is a Christ and here is the Christ and there is a Christ going to enter the room or outer room you, you, you will know and and the, the sad part is is when they see him uh you know the nations will mourn it, it'll be in that moment mm-hmm. they realize who he is his glory and and and, and the, the gravity of their rejection you know of him and and, and of course that will be that will be true, you know, as, as Jesus is saying, for many in Israel, and it'll also be true for many who mm-hmm. you are in the church, you know, as, as, as well. Uh, and that's why, you know, many times, you know, prophets will 
warn us, don't get excited about the day of the Lord because it's the day of judgment as well, and judgment mm-hmm. will begin, you know, with the house of God. Mm-hmm. And it's always good to end our week on a note of judgment. <laughs> you know, is is, is, is it not? <sighs> so we will uh, no, we'll, we'll we'll walk our way out of here with a with a nice. Uh, sweet, soothing prayer from Cindy. So, oh, wow. Cindy, why don't, why don't you close us? Poor <laughs> message yeah. of judgment. Oh. That's right. Well, these are weighty words. And uh, if it weren't for um, just stepping into faith and, and uh, our assurance of salvation, knowing that it, that has only come through Christ, that we would be jolted by this. And so, Father, um, whatever the future may bring, we can take great heart in knowing that you you hold us, um, that you don't let go, and that you uh, your ways, while they may not be our ways or your thoughts, our thoughts, Father, you you know, and uh, you advance your kingdom and you move forward, and we can trust in all of that. So, thank you for that, and it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen.